Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one not-so-bad dream at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we're talking about Minute 29, which starts with Aragorn kind of smiling and saying, it's not yet dawn, and it ends... It's quite a smile. ...with, um... <laughs> you're just crushing on Aragorn. <laughs> do, do you, I mean... <laughs> don't you want to wake up to Aragorn smiling down at you like that? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> Um, the minute ends with uh, Aragorn tucking Eowyn back in, removing his hand, and leaving. Yeah. So before we talk about what Eowyn describes as her dream, uh, I mentioned I, I I want it to be known that this is Faramir's dream. I don't remember if I mentioned that yesterday or not. I know that it wasn't that long ago that I would have recorded it, but my memory's not great. So that this was Faramir's dream in the book. It's in the chapter of the steward and the king. And in the scene where Faramir relays this dream to Eowyn, Eowyn is also wearing a fine blue cloak. There you which go. Which I think is kind of interesting. Like, that's that's cool. Nice, subtle, subtle reference to where it came from in the book, guys. Good job. <laughs> uh, and not only was this dream Faramir's in Return of the King, this was based on a recurring dream of Tolkien himself. Yeah. Uh, and it's the dream that inspired Numenor and therefore, like, spun off into the Silmarillion. <laughs> so. Numenor is the island, the Atlantis island, right? Yeah, the, the island where Aragorn's ancestors come from. Which I think is also cool that the Ring of Bear here is in this scene. Very clearly. Mm -hmm. And something to point out that might be uh, reading a little bit into things, but, you know, the the cinematography of this of these last couple of scenes... Whenever, so far, the two times that we've seen Aragorn and Eowyn together in this movie, the Ring of Barry here has been clearly visible. Whereas in other places in these movies, even when his hands are visible, the ring isn't nearly as visible as it is, especially right here. Mm -hmm. That ring represents his legacy and his bloodline and what he will pass on as king. And it's visible in these scenes with Eowyn. And they're like touching and interacting. So I think that's kind of interesting from just like a purely visual storytelling perspective. What do you think about that? I don't know what I think about that. Like interesting, like what, um, what conclusion are you supposed to draw from it though? Like it can be interesting, but if it's not saying anything about. That putting the ring so clearly in these scenes is like a subtle visual, like a subtle visual thing to kind of. Maybe try to trick us into thinking Arwen's not coming back. That Aragorn is going to wind up with Eowyn. This this scene is very, like, quietly intimate. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way that they're holding hands and the way that Aragorn parts his hand from her is very sensual. Mm. The last hand he touches her with is the hand with the ring of bear here on it. Okay. He, like, clutches her hand ever yeah. so lightly before he walks away. Before he fully leaves the scene. Well, I I think that's because he's like prying her fingers away so he can take his hand. But once his hand is free, he takes a moment to put his hand back on top of hers. Yeah. 
And he leaves I like it. went back to go see. <laughs> yeah. And he leaves it there as he stands up. Yeah. Before he leaves the scene. Like he wants her to kind of doze off knowing that he's still there. Mm. Before he leaves. That's a very like supportive, intimate thing to do. And it's very small. Yeah. I don't know, man. Their relationship is all over the place. Which is what I was saying yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It is all over the place. And I, I don't like it. That it's so over the place yeah. that they should have just kind of committed to one or the other. Yeah. That's like, that's kind of how Miranda Otto feels too. So. My girl. I, I mean, wouldn't you as an act, as an actor or an actress though, like wish that there was more consistency in the, the direction. Oh no, the absolutely. That's like, what I'm saying. Like it's the director's job to right. maintain consistency. Like the actors are going to try different things. That's their, that's right. what they bring to the table. The director is there to make sure that. All of the pieces are working together as a unit. Yeah. So, so yeah, I I think that some of this stuff is is definitely hampered by that. It's it's sad because separately, so many of these Miranda Auto scenes, these Eowyn scenes are so strong. Even like these scenes with Aragorn. Yeah. The the no, scene in the barn is good. It's beautiful. Like. I, I think they have really good chemistry. I think that, like, every scene they're in is very um, interesting to watch. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's so muddled. Right. And I can kind of see two threads. Okay. Okay. So I think that this scene is more in keeping with the kind of relationship that the scene in the stable implied where this was kind of going. When he calms down Phaedra's horse and lets it free and she's just kind of struck by him. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think the cup scene is more of a descendant of the scene where he blocks her sword. Mm. And then the because they love you thing is just kind of in the middle. <laughs> uh, I think that that scene done a little differently could kind of fit into either of those like pro progressions between those pairs of scenes. Yeah. But it kind of feels like those are the two threads that they had been kind of struggling with with Eowyn's character. Yeah. And Eowyn's relationship to Aragorn. Well, because one is very... Um, well, in in both the cup scene and the sword scene... Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of I give and take. You, I got your, your symbolism. Yeah. I see that. Um, right? Like, <laughs> that's not a mistake. That is, that is not but, a okay, mistake. So, in both of those scenes, Eowyn is an act like active right and in this scene and where she's just watching him um she's very passive so i wish that they had either like done a better balance of because it's fine if you're both active and passive right you don't have to be like a quote like strong woman like you know right, like, a strong female character yeah a strong female character like tm <laughs> She's allowed to, like, you know, have feelings and cry about boys and stuff without, yeah. and still, like, you know, kill the Witch King. Yeah, absolutely. But I, it just feels so haphazard to me. And I think the problem is the inclusion of that scene in Two Towers. I really do. It kind of, it pulls, it pulls back the curtain too much on, like. It's, it's. It's heavy handed. It's it's a little hammy, not like on purpose, but it's it kind of like, comes across it goes that way. Over, 
like, ah, I don't know why they included it. That it's an extended scene. I, yeah. So like they put it back in the extended edition. It's not in the theatrical. Right. That's what um, I'm saying. But for the extended, they wanted to put back in stuff that they like scenes that they liked or they thought contributed to relationships in different ways. And I get that. Yeah, but and, I think that the inclusion of that scene in particular does not contribute to their relationship. I think it's a matter of, like, how over the top you view it. I'm sure that not everyone views it as quite as over the top as we would, given the kind of deep dive we're going into all this. I don't know. I've always not liked that. So. Yeah, I've always thought it was a little over the top, too. So, but like, like, even when we were wait, watching I mean, it, you know, when we were, like, Lil Babs in high school, like, I... Yeah, it was always kind of my least favorite Eowyn scene. And I think it detracts from her because that's the scene that I remember the most. Mm. See, the, the the scene that I remember the most is her and Eowyn talking yeah, in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because... You creeper. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> but it's, like, it's such a meaty scene. I think, I think my... Because going into this project, I did not like Eowyn because the only scene I could remember clearly aside from I Am No Man, which is badass and amazing and I'm excited to talk about it. But like... It's it's that it's it's that take of that scene in mm. Two Towers. Yeah, I can see I can see how that could like sour. So it like colors it colors it colored my perception of this character that just like I don't know it just marinated in my consciousness for like ten years. Yeah, and then we started this. So like I have an appreciation for Eowyn. I like I like every scene that she's in with Aragorn except for that one. Mm. Right, and like I even totally understand what they're going for in this scene because it is kind of a desperate situation, but I think the desperate take hurts what we're supposed to take away from it. Yeah. I mean, I guess is just more more evidence that perhaps it's overacted. Like you can sound desperate and not I I mean, I guess quite like that. But it, it's just, it's the delivery of the because they love you that I think hurts right. and, a lot of the rest of that not, scene. I don't think it's her fault. That's that's why I keep coming back to you. I I don't think it's her fault. I think it's... Right. I think it would have worked better if instead of shouting it, she said it like kind of to herself walking away and just kind of left Aragorn in that scene. Because then it's about Eowyn and like her dealing with it and doesn't like become this awkward declaration like the, the only font in the room <laughs> yeah exactly and i think that actually would serve her character better if it's like a more of a personal thing and not like so open mm. that just seems like more of her deal and like aragorn could totally have heard it i mean he's a ranger but it, it yeah. makes it more of a between them thing it doesn't feel like she's making a scene at a restaurant because there's all these people around <laughs> Because, like, even in the scenes where she is the active party. Right. She is still very, um, not subdued, but subtle. Right. Or, and or, controlled. Um, yeah. She's she's very controlled. and Repressed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, in the, in the sword scene, she's very aggressive and she's the actor. In the cup scene, she's very, like, quiet and demure but those two scenes still feel like the same character yeah they still feel like paths in the same person's story yeah and like this i mean and i can even see how like those two scenes can fit between the stable scene and this scene 
but they do still feel a little separate just in subtle ways in Miranda Otto's performance and the way that she's kind of playing the character. Because even in the cup scene, like it's, it's clear that Eowyn is more driven than she is in, uh, in the, the scene with Deidre's horse and the scene with, with Brago and the scene with the, the scene here with the dream. Yeah. So, but you can see how all four of those things can kind of be along the same path. Well, I mean, okay. So the dream that she has, um, yes. Is a, is a dream most seemingly about depression and worry about the well, oncoming okay. things. The thing about the dream is that I think it informs her character more because she is powerless in the dream. And it's yeah. a bad dream because she is powerless. And she that connects to Wormtongue right. and her conversation. Right. And that and that's that's fine. Like the the fear of not being able to do anything. The fear of not being able to control your environment. That's very yeah. relatable. The fear of not even being able to turn your to, face to, move. to hope. To the light behind yeah, you. Yeah. So that is fine. Like, that informs who Eowyn is in yeah. this narrative. I think I'm just, like, th- that that one scene. Yeah. You're just kind of just kind of stuck in your craw, just, so to speak. They just, like, shoved it in the middle of the her, her character arc. Yeah, her journey. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. And I'm getting angry about it. Yeah. So this... This dream, she dreamed of a great wave, green rolling hills, an abyss darker than you would believe below her feet. Yeah. And she couldn't turn around to face the light behind her. Yeah. She was just consumed by this. And uh, Faramir's dream, he describes like people, other people like in the same situation in the book. Uh, and he he goes on for the better part of half a page. Uh, about this, about lightning flickering in the distance and a tremor running through the earth, the walls of the city quivering and falling, like describes the destruction of Gondor specifically. Yeah, I mean that in his dream that makes sense. Right. Uh, also, I guess we've never really we have had never brought this up before on the podcast. I don't think, but Boromir also had a prophetic dream that led him to Rivendell. Does that mean they're um, they're royal ladies then? <laughs> Well, Faramir was Tolkien's self-insert OC, so <laughs> he said in multiple letters, if there was any character quite like me in the story, it would be Faramir. All right. So. <laughs> Faramir's like. But uh, like book Faramir, though. Yeah. No, book Faramir is like perfect. Exactly. <laughs> that tells us everything we need to know about how Tolkien sees himself. See, Just this that, paragon of man. That is a Mary Sue, friends. I hate that the internet has like destroyed that term, but like because it's overused and like yeah, used not in the context yeah, it was like, originally intended. Faramir, man. Yeah, I mean Faramir. Faramir really kind of I is. Love, I love Faramir, but like Faramir, man. My man. Oh, I wish that we got a scene like this with. Faramir and Eowyn. Me too. See, that's... I want... Uh, I always wanted, like, more of them from the Houses of Healing and, like, yeah. seeing a little bit more of the them. the montage is fine. Yeah, we just kind of see them hold hands. Yeah, but then, <laughs> like... Uh, I don't know. Cut cut that scene out of Two Towers and put, like... Can we just, like... Faramir and Eowyn, like, flirting in a just, garden. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read something. <laughs> Just give me like four minutes of Faramir wooing Eowyn. Exactly. Like, please. Not even four minutes. <laughs> just two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. This like, scene is two minutes. 
So in the in Return of the King, in the in the same chapter, it's it's a page before Faramir's dream. Uh Eowyn asks Faramir, How should I ease your care? And he says, Would you have my plain answer? I would. Then, Eowyn of Rohan, I say to you that you are beautiful. In the valleys of our hills there are flowers fair and bright, and maidens fairer still. But neither flower nor lady have I seen till now in Gondor so lovely and so sorrowful. And then... What is That's it? so cute. Yeah. It may be that only a few days are left ere darkness falls upon our world, and when it comes, I hope to face it steadily. But it would ease my heart if while the sun yet shines, I could see you still. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. And then he like he even connects it to their mutual suffering under the shadow, and he just he just spends this this whole chapter like after wooing they her. wooing her, yeah. like, come on, where is it? Come on, you sad beautiful woman. I am a sad and sad man. beautiful man. Yeah. <laughs> you are good woman. I am good man. Oh my god, do you, like ah, uh, I don't I don't know. This this scene is fine. The cup scene's fine. They're all, they're all, they're, it's more than fine. It's great. I like, I like it. But in the context of what we have established with the past movie. Their relationship is just up and down. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I think that this scene hints at a more, like, intimate, romantic relationship than other scenes with the two of them. Yeah. And like that seems to me like where it's this like was going. It's like a married couple. Yeah, like he's he's tending the fire in the middle of the night, and he notices his girl is cold. And yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll take care of that for you. You had a bad dream. Rest now. It's okay. There's always hope. Just and then he turns to leave when she falls back asleep. But I I think the ring thing is just an interesting visual cue I picked up on that maybe I wasn't always conscious of before. Mm. I I think it I do think it's it's kind of. A, a cool bit of visual to keep that ring easily visible in frames or in in scenes with Eowyn and Aragorn together, especially in these two like kind of back to back scenes of intimacy. Mm. Because the ring, because they both struggle with their legacy and their whatever. Right, and then and that duty. ring, and that ring like represents his his bloodline and his his royalty, and then she's royalty and it's this you know it's his bloodline and it's what he's ultimately going to pass on to like the next in line and we're seeing it in these scenes with Eowyn and and him Mm -hmm. so I I just think it's interesting from that perspective too that's fair not just because it also keeps the burden of his legacy in in frame uh well it makes sense for it to be so prominent especially in this movie because this movie is I mean, it's the Return of the King, right? Like, <laughs> ostensibly, the lion's share of this movie is kind of about Aragorn's ascent to the throne, and it's it's mostly done with in the like the first little more than half of the movie, and then we kind of get to the then we start wrapping up all the stuff with Frodo and Mordor, and then we come back to the coronation. Mm. But most of it, like most of Aragorn's kind of like rise to the throne, is done by a little after the halfway point in this movie, I think. Um. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Because I'm not sure exactly where Pelennor Fields ends. Like two-thirds of the way through the movie, man. Is it? Like, it just, it always feels like all the stuff with Frodo and Mordor after the Battle of Pelennor Fields, like with the when they head to the Black Gate and stuff, just is so long. And I mean, it is, I guess, because the movie is just a million hours. 
but like it's four. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long movie. Yeah, but that means like it's three quarters done, and there's still an hour left. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of movie. But yeah, I had a lot of stuff to say about Awen. Yeah, I I am glad that um that this doing watching these movies like this has um given me a a better appreciation for Awen's character. Um, like, and Boromir. And Boromir. I was gonna say like Boromir and Fellowship. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really salty about the inclusion of that that one scene in Two Towers. Mm. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, what is the point of us doing this if we don't, if we don't take something away from it, you know? Like, yeah. of course, like, we like making the episodes for you guys to listen to and we hope you enjoy them. Um, but at the same time, like, it's such an investment of our time. I want to be able to take something away from it. Right. And I think that when we're done all of this, I'm definitely going to reread the books for the first time in a while all the way through. Mm. Uh, because Instead of like cherry picking. for like Instead scenes. of like cherry picking for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like being like, I know I, I have an idea where this is. I need to go find this and just kind of like pulling out the book and flipping through pages. But yeah, I definitely think I want to reread the books. I want to I want to marathon the movies when we're done watching all doing all this. Sit down, watch what? them all. Dude, we just like what <laughs> it's been it's been like three years yeah and we're not even done with, with return of the king yeah <laughs> i'm just saying oh i want to sit down and watch all 11 hours and 55 minutes or whatever it is of my my lord of the rings extended dvds all right five times five times just once through clean and then with each commentary uh-uh five times after doing the podcast just all the way through Five days in a row. Y'all, he's crazy. I will marathon them with you. We yeah. should do like a watch party. Yeah, I agree. We should do a watch party on like Facebook. Throw it up in the Facebook group. Do a watch party. Everyone get your copy. Or like, um, what's the Twitch? game? Yeah, Twitch. I don't yeah. know. We'll figure it out. We have a while. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Everyone get your copy. We'll watch along. We can drink. We can make jokes. Be a good time. <laughs> Just riff tracks the movies. It's good. What, what, what have we been doing this whole time? Yeah, exactly. But it'll be live. It'll oh, be I see. I'm not as witty live. <laughs> You're plenty witty live. Oh, thanks. Thanks, dear. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, end of the day, I'm angry about that scene. Die <laughs> mad about it. Happy birthday, Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Peach. Happy birthday. Right. But dude. Do your job. <laughs> um, so we're from the website duogenre.com. Uh, if you have AON thoughts or just Halloween thoughts or thoughts. Um, you Nightmares? Can... <laughs> yeah. I've had plenty scary dreams. Um, the... the emotional weight of this dream is scarier than the actual content of said dream. Right. But anyway, if you have, like, Eowyn thoughts, um, share them at our Facebook listener group, Fellowship with the Mic. Join. Discuss. Laugh at memes. Be one of us. <laughs> oh, ha! Rhyming! <laughs> you can't see it, listeners, but I just did finger, finger guns. guns. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't, um, 
and you have some time, go ahead and drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen to your podcasts if you can review things on there. I don't know if Apple has, like, the um, monopoly on, like, podcast reviews, <laughs> but, like, I don't know how that works. But, yeah, um, discuss with us. It's fun. Happy Halloween. Have a safe night. And Ooh, if anyone's dressing up like a Lord of the Rings character oh, yeah, for dude, Halloween, yeah. totally post some pictures. I am not creative. I'm probably going to be like a witch or something. I don't know. Right. I want it to be Deku, but we'll see. We'll see if I get a chance to dye my hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll be back tomorrow with uh, just some dudes being bros. Dudes being bros. The trilogy. Yeah. Bye. Bye.